0: AGG Talks, Solving Employers' Problems. Our podcast features AGG attorneys discussing challenges that they've encountered when assisting clients on business and legal issues related to the employment relationship. My name is Ashley Kelly, and I'm a partner with Arnold Golden and Gregory's Employment Practice Group. I'm joined today by Teresa Cananan, another partner on our employment team, and Tia Martarella, is an attorney on our employee benefits and executive compensation team. For quite a few months now, perhaps the most difficult topic facing employers is how to get their employees back to the workplace in the wake of the COVID-19 pandemic. Now that vaccines are readily available, and particularly since the Pfizer vaccine was recently granted full FDA approval, many employers have looked to increase the number of employees who are vaccinated. Some employers have implemented mandatory vaccine policies, while others have stopped short of mandating the vaccine, but have encouraged it by offering incentives, such as, for example, extra PTO or bonuses or even raffles. The EEOC, the Equal Employment Opportunity Commission, has indicated that both mandatory vaccine policies and incentives are lawful if handled appropriately, and those strategies have been the subject of much discussion, including prior episodes of this podcast. Last week, Delta Airlines announced that it was implementing an initiative that was a bit different than some of the others we've heard about in the past. Teresa, do you want to tell us a little bit about the Delta program as it's been publicized? Sure. So last week, the CEO of Delta apparently notified employees that Delta's
1: self-insured health plan is facing rapidly rising costs because of the number of employees that require treatment for COVID. So one of the measures that Delta reports that it's taking to reduce those costs is that Delta will charge unvaccinated employees who participate in the group health plan a $200 per month premium surcharge.
0: So we mentioned that a lot of employers are currently offering incentives for employees showing proof of vaccination. How is a premium surcharge, such as the one that Delta reports to be implementing, different?
1: Well, incentive programs offer employees rewards for getting vaccinated generally, maybe a modest bonus, for instance, some kind of swag. And while these programs seem to have some positive effect early on, particularly with employees who were on the fence about whether or not to get vaccinated employers are now finding that those programs aren't as effective and encouraging people to get vaccinated so delta instead of offering an award for getting vaccinated is putting in place a surcharge that's more like a penalty for individuals who don't get vaccinated we understand is a pretty steep punitive amount and of course that effectively rewards the employees who do get vaccinated because they don't have to pay the surcharge
0: Okay, Tia, this is where we need some guidance from our employee benefits lawyer. Since a premium surcharge, such as the one imposed, is related to the health plan, do different rules apply than the rules for a pure
2: incentive reward outside of the health plan? Yes, that's right. While many of the rules designed to regulate employer incentive programs are similar and even mirror each other, Whether such rewards are part of the health plan or provided by employers without regard to the health plan, there are some differences. For example, to implement a premium surcharge, an employer would likely have to implement a wellness program in connection with a health plan.
1: So, Tia, does the level of regulatory scrutiny for employer health incentive programs vary depending on the conduct that's being incentivized?
2: Yes. The ADA generally regulates providing health incentives. But regulation is far more permissive for non health related incentives. For example, attending a lunch and learn to get a benefit does not implicate health factors. By contrast, having to receive a vaccine or do some type of exercise would probably implicate a health factor subject to a higher level of scrutiny. Not only that, but when dealing with a health plan premium surcharge, an employer also has to structure the wellness program to be in compliance with HIPAA.
1: Can you give us an overview of what compliance with HIPAA entails in this context?
2: Sure. Under the HIPAA rules, an employer generally cannot discriminate on the basis of a health factor, such as the receipt of a vaccine. However, an employer can establish a wellness program to provide rewards to employees based on a health factor through that wellness program. So in this case, the wellness program would simply be an employer requiring the employee to prove that he or she received the vaccine in order to receive the reward or the absence of a premium surcharge.
1: So it sounds like having a wellness program is a prerequisite to this type of incentive. How do the wellness program rules ensure that those programs aren't just a subterfuge for health factor discrimination against employees?
2: Well, the HIPAA rules provide employers with a set of wellness program requirements designed to prevent discrimination. Generally, the wellness program must be reasonably designed to promote health or prevent disease. And the award, again here, the award being the absence of a premium surcharge, cannot exceed 30% of the total cost of coverage under the plan to the employee. The total cost of coverage, how do you determine that? So if it's a fully insured plan, the total cost of coverage is simply just the premium cost. That's an easy one. However, in a self-insured plan, the total cost of coverage can be a little more difficult to determine. Generally, employers can potentially use the experience cost of the plan to determine the total cost of coverage. But 30% of the experience cost could be a large amount. So that could potentially be a problem under the ADA. Okay, Tia, we know that in the context of mandatory vaccine
0: policies, if an employee has a health-related reason for not getting the vaccine, the employer is generally required to engage in an iterative discussion with the employee and perhaps to provide an accommodation. Does the same concept apply here?
2: Yes. Reasonable accommodation must be provided if an employee who wants to avoid the premium surcharge is unable to receive the vaccine due to a medical constraint. Employers can require proof of the medical constraint, such as a medical certification or a doctor's note. They do have a wide latitude to determine what the reasonable accommodation might be. So what sorts of things might constitute a reasonable accommodation in this context? Well, reasonable accommodation can be anything from just waiving the vaccine requirement To requiring an individual to wear a mask. However, if an employer requires a health related reasonable accommodation like a COVID test, the accommodation itself is subject to the wellness program requirements. Um, It's also important for an employer to bear in mind that the rules that the wellness program must be reasonably designed to promote health or mitigate disease still apply in the context of the reasonable accommodation. So for example, requiring an employee to watch a video on COVID mitigation strategies might not be an effective health promotion or disease mitigation tool, um, but wearing a mask or socially distancing may be. You mentioned earlier that the 30% ceiling
0: under the HIPAA rules may violate the ADA wellness program rules. Can you explain a
2: little more about that? Sure. So the ADA governs disability-related inquiries made by employers. So an employer asking for proof of a vaccination is not a disability-related inquiry under the ADA. However, if the employer asks why the employee did not receive the vaccine, such as to determine whether a reasonable accommodation is required under HIPAA, that inquiry is likely to be considered a disability-related inquiry subject to the ADA. And like HIPAA, the ADA does provide for a set of wellness program rules, but the rules are sort of in flux. Under the original wellness program rules, the award for participation in a wellness program was limited to a de minimis amount. But in 2019, the EEOC issued new proposed rules that mirror the HIPAA rules in most respects, including that 30% ceiling. Those rules were drafted under the Trump administration and will not be made final until reviewed and finalized under the Biden administration. So it's unclear right now whether the EEOC will apply the de minimis or 30% award threshold to wellness programs. What
1: about people enrolled in a health plan offered by an insurer other than the employees themselves? Could an employer impose a surcharge on spouses or children of employees when the
2: spouses or children are not getting vaccinated? Probably not. The Genetic Information Non-Discrimination Act, or GINA, prohibits employers from requesting certain health information from an employee relating to the health of the employee's family or family member. Um, It's not just limited to genetic information contrary to the name of the law. The EEOC has stated that GINA does not prohibit employers from incentivizing employees and their family members from getting a COVID vaccine. However, asking an employee why a family member did not get immunized violates GINA and there's no sort of wellness program exception to that rule.
1: Okay. Are there any other concerns with implementing a premium surcharge for vaccines?
2: Yes. Title Seven of the Civil Rights Act of 1964 provides that employer-sponsored benefits must be administered in a manner that does not discriminate against employees due to their sincerely held religious beliefs. Under Title Seven, employees who do not get the COVID-19 vaccine due to religious beliefs may have a claim that a wellness program imposing a health premium surcharge on unvaccinated employees violates Title Seven. This is partially because, unlike HIPAA and the ADA, Title VII does not have these wellness program sort of carve outs for this situation. Title VII does provide in other contexts that a reasonable accommodation is acceptable. So, we would recommend that employers structure their wellness programs to provide a reasonable accommodation for employees with sincerely held religious beliefs. It can be the same accommodations that the employers put in place to satisfy HIPAA. For example, you know, wearing masks or socially distancing to avoid the surcharge.
0: Thanks, Tia. There is certainly a lot to consider when implementing a health plan premium surcharge, but it does give employers who want their workforce to be vaccinated but may not be ready or willing to mandate vaccines another strategy to put in their arsenal. And thank all of you for joining us today. We hope you found this discussion to be informative. If you have any questions or would like to submit your feedback or topics for future podcasts, Please feel free to reach out to Teresa, Tia, or me. Future podcast episodes will be distributed through our Arnold Golden Gregory website, agg.com, and social media pages. You can find our contact information on agg.com. Thank you again for joining us.